Welcome to the Behind the Bits podcast. Your host, Scott Curtis, wants to learn everything he can about stand-up comedy and take you along for the ride. Scott and his guests talk serious about comedy in every episode. Behind the Bits will uncover knowledge from different perspectives on subjects such as writing and performing stand-up comedy, as well as booking shows and the comedy life. If you're thinking about becoming a stand-up comic, already in the comic game, or a comedy nerd, Behind the Bits is the show for you. Now, let's get Behind the Bits. ABTB buddies, today I have John Batch on the show. John started performing stand-up a few years ago, but most importantly, he started Demented Peach Productions. Demented Peach Productions was created to give venues quality entertainment without financial or reputational risk, give patrons quality entertainment without emptying their pocketbooks, and most importantly, ensure that comedians are compensated for their time and talent. We talked about the need that Demented Peach Productions is providing and the business plan that made it a reality it's a good one it's john john batch how are you scott curtis i'm doing well how are you all right all right i'm getting older and these controllers are getting these controls are getting harder (laughs) every freaking time especially when i add new shit no i'm 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 with you listen uh my my soon-to-be wife already took uh control of the our instagram page away from me because she says i'm I'm too damn old to be able to do it myself (laughs) i said since i'm i'm 34 and she and she's calling me a boomer i'm like okay that's fair like, yeah I get it, but it's not you know it still hurts yeah and don't uh uh don't show her my reels then because uh she'll, <laughs> she'll, she'll go into this uh total uh depression and uh and and say why were you on that podcast so yeah <laughs> oh that's all right scott she was already asking yeah uh, <laughs> okay uh you win this round all right <laughs> So I wanted to, I wanted to um, set the scene and talk to you a little bit. Uh, you know, I've I've got a real love for the Michigan comics, and and the reason I I, I it's hard to pin a reason down, but you know, I I went to Kalamazoo, Kalamazoo and did some mics. I went to Grand Rapids and did some mics just to um, see what it was like outside of. Um, I did that comedy contest at Dr. Grin's and 20 something, 19, something like that. And, um, just to see what it was like outside of uh, my little comedy scene. And there's a lot of very, very good comics and, uh, a, a lot of, um, camaraderie. I mean, you guys, you guys are all pretty cool. And I know there's little fights that come come and go and stuff like that but you guys are all pretty cool to each other and as i told you before we started taping um it's it, it's not uh it, it, it's not the case everywhere so uh right so, yes yeah, so. <laughs> that's that is true yeah um but i wanted to get some background on you um you know you um have been doing comedy for a while so first of all how long have you been doing stand up i've been doing it about 4 years now i started in uh, 2018 uh, so just, just shy of four years now, actually coming up on my four year anniversary. Mm. Um, so started doing that, started doing the open mic thing and, and everything. Right. Um, and, uh, my, my first, 
I've always been someone who, who, you know, what, if I'm going to do something, I I'm going to go to the extreme with it. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, I can't do anything half right. fast. Um, so my first year, uh, my goal was to write a new five minutes every month. Right. Wow. And so I, I would, I would write seven or eight minutes uh, of which maybe three or four would be good. Mm-hmm. And then I'd, I'd hit 25 or 30 mics throughout the, throughout the month and, and just work, work that five minutes until I, I got it to where I, I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so by, by the end of that, that first year, I probably had you know, in, in total, you know, 20 good minutes, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, just, just because in your first year, if I've written an hour's worth of material, Again, I'm, I'm lucky that I, I could get 15 or 20 actually out of it. You know? Right. Um, so I, I did that, and then getting into my my second year, and, and so you know, I started getting to the point where um, I was uh, actually starting to get some paid work here. They're not not major clubs or anything, but you know, I was I was you know featuring at bar shows on a on a pretty regular basis, and, mm-hmm. and you know, occasionally headline at a bar show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so doing doing well with that. Um, then obviously, as we all know. Uh, 2020 kind of shut everything down. Um, my original goal in, in 2020 was to move out to New York City. Uh, that was that was going to be my my goal and start try to take my my semblance of, of a comedy career to that that next level. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously that that didn't happen. Um, I ended, uh, ended up staying in the the Grand Rapids area, but. Um, it, it's it's been a blessing in disguise because one of the things, especially when I just started out doing doing bar shows, right? That's kind of the next level up from from being an open mic mm-hmm. to a, a certain extent. The the big thing that I I noticed is that I mean you know I, I'm lucky if I get paid to feature with you know twenty bucks and a couple of drinks. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, um, I'm certainly not making a making a living off of it. Uh-huh. Um, so having more time in the pandemic to kind of sit and, and think about what do I really want out of life and what is, what is, you know, right for me and what's, you know, what's right for, for, um, you know, what, what can I do to make a difference in, in comedy? Mm. That's where the kind of the, the concept of, of Demented Peach, our, our uh, production company came in with the, I, the whole idea being that we wanted to be a comedian focused company. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we don't, you know, we want to get to the point where we're we're paying people well, and we are uh, not get to that point. But we 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 are getting to that are at that point where we're able to pay people well. Mm. We want to also make sure that's affordable for for patrons, right? Mm. And and we want to make sure that you know obviously keep the the different venues that we work with uh, happy. Um, so th- I mean that that was our our goal is finding that happy medium between making it affordable for for patrons and venues, mm. and also making sure that we can pay comics what they're actually worth. Right. Um, and also if at all possible, make some money for ourselves, right? Yeah. We're not doing this. We're not doing this to break even. Right. Um, so we've, we've, uh, we started in, um, uh, May of 21. Uh, so we, we launched in March of 21. Our first show was in May of 21. Um, did a, a summer series uh, throughout uh, throughout Michigan here, the West Michigan area, different um, kind of county parks and things like that, because COVID was still a big thing. It, not that it's not, we just don't give a shit now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, so we, you know, we did a lot of these outdoor uh, park venues, and then um, it, at the end of uh, 21, we uh, we started uh, seriously pursuing um, different different uh, actual venue partners. We're up to. Um, 
five partners now, five different venue partners that we work with on a consistent basis with two that are um, in the works. We, we're ready to get everything going with them. We just don't have contracts completely signed. So mm. um, those will be uh, announcing here shortly. But so very, very happy about that. Um, you know, it's been uh, pretty explosive growth uh, in, in that sense. Mm. Um and uh, yeah, I mean that's that's kind of a nutshell, uh, I think, from from start to finish of where we are. Okay, so let's let, let's go back to the comedy thing when you first started, and you were trying to put together five minutes every month, right? You, I mean, being four years into it, you know, you have a different lens on your own stuff than you, than you <laughs> right. did then. Right. How did right. you? Uh, let's think about that first year and everything that came out of that first year that made your first good 20 minutes. Right. How much of that do you still use? Of that 20 minutes, I probably use 10 to 12 okay. uh, That's on, good. on a regular basis. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, there's, there's certainly a lot of it that is, is shit. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not great. Um, but it's, um, but because I, I, I had a hyper focus on writing, right? So before mm. I would ever go out to a mic, I would I would spend you know hours on hours finding the perfect way to to write that you know what approximately five minutes, five six minutes would mm. be. Um, and so so that's all that was always my focus. Right, the writing came first, mm. um, and 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 I'll I'll be honest, especially in that first year, I could write like a son of a gun. Mm-hmm. I, my my stage presence, my performance, that all of that was 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 trash. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um. So so, and I think other other people have have different perspectives. I think you, some people, um, you know, start out with great stage presence, great performance skills, and and you know, great crowd work. Even, uh, it just takes a little while to find to find writing, and and so you can. Uh. So, I guess. I'll, my point being to that, that everybody's journey is, is different. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that I'm uh, some sort of savant because I made, you know, 15 or 20 minutes in my, my first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just worked my butt off. Right. <laughs> you know? right. Um, and, and I think that's, that's the key. You know, I was, again, I was doing 25 or 30 mics a month minimum uh, some months, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and that meant, and, and what I would do truthfully is I wouldn't go to the same mics twice in a month if I could, if I could avoid it. So mm-hmm. I'd be, I do, you know, the four or five that we had in the Grand Rapids or West Michigan area, I'd head out to Detroit or, or Lansing. I'd um, head down to, to Fort Wayne or South Bend or, you know, some of these other, other places mm-hmm. and, and test out that, that five minutes that I was working on in front of different audiences and figure out what worked and what didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really I went to that because you, you, you mentioned about getting paid and, and comedians getting paid for the work that they do and what so many people, and I haven't talked about this on the podcast for a while. Um, what so many people don't understand is how much time it takes to get that 20 minutes. And so when you're paying for 20 minutes, you're paying for a year or two sometimes just, right. just, just to get that. And 
driving to South Bend, driving to Detroit and, and doing those mics and getting the performance part down. So, uh, you know, I, first of all, I respect what you, what, what you're doing as far as making sure that all your shows are paid shows. Um, but let's, let's go back to the beginning of Demented Peach. You know, usually when something like this comes up, you're trying to fill a, a need or two. So what did you see the need was for you to start the production company company that you started? So it for us, it's about providing quality entertainment for for people and 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 again, paid opportunities for for comics. That, mm-hmm. That's the the biggest thing that we've noticed is that there are you, you have your people at your your open mic level, right? And you've got your people who are on on the road who are making if they're you know doing well they're making 70 80 90 100 thousand dollars a year working on the road you know mm-hmm. some of these touring headliners or, or some of them more uh, but there's there's no there's not a good in between spot where you can say hey i might not be able to to make a, a living off this but i can make 60 70 80 bucks to do you know a little bit of time here and there or you know what you know um you know we pay I'll just I'll just throw it out there because I don't mind t- telling people what what we pay. If we pay if you're doing we pay about three or four dollars a minute. So if you're doing fifteen minutes, you're doing you're getting between fifty and sixty bucks. Mm-hmm. If you're doing twenty, you're getting around eighty bucks in, in that that range, um, which is is not a, a ton. But for people who are in that kind of um, just not just some that are just above that open mic or getting to that next level, mm-hmm. it's we feel it's a, it's a good uh, in between step right we're we're, we like to say we're the the minor leagues of of uh comedy right Mm -hmm. so um you know we're we're not going to be able to pay you you know uh major league baseball money but we can we can pay you enough to make it worth your time uh make it you know make it a enough for you to to have some some fun Mm -hmm. and um and truthfully we've we've noticed a couple things number one by paying and making sure that we're paying uh, as well as we possibly can um we're we're getting a lot more people who are actually coming to us rather than trying to have to hunt down people to to do shows, mm-hmm. um, which is is great. And that gives us um, a lot a lot better quality control, mm-hmm. you know. So it allows us to put on better shows for the patrons and and for the venues as well. Um, and and it uh, it ultimately just it raises everybody up, and that and that's what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Now, when you were putting the business plan together to get this started and you you saw the need and you also um i mean you 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 had a pool of talent that you could go to right away but what was the strategy you say you've got five partners under your belt right now what was the strategy to bring them in and convince them that doing a comedy night x amount of times a year is a good thing so um, that that was the the strategy behind our our or the the point behind our our strategy of doing this summary series. So the first thing we did when we launched is we did um, we did park shows, right? So we did a a, a show in May of twenty one, a show in June of twenty one, uh, July and August, and they were all at different county parks mm-hmm. in the area. And we used that uh, as a way to be able to basically do a proof of concept. Hey, mm-hmm. this is what what we're we're capable of doing. You know, we were able to to fill a, a, an outdoor park in the middle of a, a pandemic and do it safely. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, you know, the, this is the kind of thing that we can bring to your establishment. Mm. Uh, and, and so we were able to use that as a proof of concept uh, to bring in our first couple of partners. Uh, once those partners got up and going and, and uh, you know, other people could see, hey, you know, these guys are, are packing in a crowd on a Friday or Saturday night, um, especially coming out of, out of COVID where people are maybe more hesitant to, to get out in, in public a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, and, and again, to be able to do that well and to do that safely and to do it with uh, a professionalism that you, uh, you know, and I hate, I hate to, to put it this way, but there are a lot of fly-by-night type of uh, comedy producers mm-hmm. i mean I'm, I'm sure you've met them uh, you yeah. know um that that are just in it for the paycheck and uh, and are just you know just trying to you know s- scam or screw everybody else out of whatever they can just so they can make a buck and again not that we're not trying to make a profit of course we are mm-hmm. um but we found that by being able to um focus on the quality rather than focusing on quantity mm-hmm. uh we've we've um been able to uh make a name for ourselves at least in the in the regional area uh mm-hmm. that that you know we can put on professional and, and well done shows and frankly by focusing on quality we've been able to grow our quantity mm-hmm. you know um you, you, there are a vast amount of shady producers out there but there are <laughs> also a lot of people who just don't know what they're doing and right. a lot of them and it's fine because I, you know, I produced a few shows in South Bend. I didn't know what the hell I was doing, and and some of them didn't go too well. Um, sure. But um, like you, everybody, I made sure everybody got paid. So it, right. you know, it was that was one of the criteria is comics get paid. So that was uh, like you, I I felt like that that was an important thing. But yeah, there's just a lot of, you know unprepared shows and i will have to say that i've watched the whole demented peach from the beginning and you guys never really got into you know that shitty space where um where you know it's a bad show and um comics are complaining about the producer and and all that kind of stuff you guys you guys were methodical about the way you did it and like you the words proof of concept that you said are very apt for the way you guys did it because you were able to give them these venues a place to to um see that hey you can do this and and uh it was much easier to bring them on that way i'm sure Oh, oh, for for sure. Um, you know, I, I think had we not done the the proof of, proof of concept, had we not done the the summer shows, it would have been a lot more difficult to to get uh, venue partners to sign on initially. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we still could have done it, um, but it would have been more more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's yeah, it's I, and I I will say, um, you know, we we were very lucky in that my my uh, fiance. Uh, is uh, has about ten years of event planning experience, mm-hmm. uh, so so she's got some of that uh, some of that experience. I've obviously got the experience in comedy, and we're kind of we were kind of able to to combine the two skills and experiences to to get this thing off the ground, mm-hmm. um, which again is is very helpful. Um, and and you're, you're you're right, and I I, sh- I should clarify not there not everybody who produces a, a show poorly is a, is a shady producer. Sometimes people just don't have the experience that they need and that's that's fine i'll give you an example um our very first show that we were going to do in may of 21 right um I, it was an outdoor show and 
even being outdoor in Michigan, we were still at 50% capacity. So mm. our capacity, I think, was like 50 people, something like that. Um, and I remember the the day of the show, I remember waking up at like 7 o'clock in the morning, and we had sold like eight tickets. Yeah. And I'm going, this is this is our, our first show. We've sold almost no tickets, you, you know. We're gonna we're gonna do it regardless, even if there's eight people, and, and we'll just bite the bullet, and you know, we're not gonna cancel our first show, mm. um, and we're gonna make sure that the comics still get paid. And again, that's part of the risk of, of being a producer is, you know, if uh, your your people get paid first, so if you take a loss, then you have to just take the loss. Right. Anyway, um, and so so, but I'm I'm panicking, right? I'm going like, oh my god, we've got we sold eight tickets. What are we, what are we gonna do? Um, so we, you know, we did a, another quick social media push. We did a few more live videos and, um, by the end of the day, we had sold all 50 tickets and it was, you know, we, you know, so we'd sold 42 tickets in the span of 12 hours. And, um, again, doesn't seem like uh, a lot, uh, now, but it's, you know, when you, when that's your very first show that you've ever produced, it's, you know, it's a, it's a huge mm. relief. So, um, so again, that, not only was that a proof of concept for the different venue partners that we had, um, it was also a, a way for us to uh, experiment and trial and error. And, you know, I, I'd rather make some of these mistakes when we're producing these shows on our own mm-hmm. versus, uh, you know, making some mistakes what, that we would make, uh, you know, if, if we were at an actual venue partner and, and then they have issues. And then it right. Comes yeah. Thing. So. I'm very happy with the way we did it. Um, yeah, yeah, and I, I was, I was impressed. Do you have like an engineering background or something? Uh, no, I, I don't. Okay. Because <laughs> you, I'm, a, I'm a, a very analytical. Thinker. Yeah, I can that tell. Is, yeah, you've got, you, you've got that analytical brain, and uh, for sure, and I've got one too, so I kind of know how that goes. Uh, one of the things that, and I'm going to go back to um, when I talked to Todd Glass because we talked for probably, I guess. 75% of the interview about how to set up a bar show right. And, you know, he's very particular about how to set these up so that the tables are right and you're the right distance from the stage and the lighting's right as as well as you can do with what you have to work with. And he's really good about improvising that. Have you learned some things working? Cause you know, bars are set up different and venues are set up different. Sometimes you got rows of chairs and sometimes you got tables that are too far away. What have you learned as far as staging a show to get the best impact you can? Well, the, the number thing, number one thing I would say is never trust a venue to tell you what their capacity is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anytime we, we have, we have a new, uh, partner that we're going to work with, we always make sure that we, we verify, okay, how many seats can we actually fill? Because we've, we've had instances where uh, they tell us, okay, we can fit 75 people in here and it's like, great, but you can actually only fit 65 or 70. Uh-huh. And so we sell 75 tickets <laughs> and we, you know, we got lucky that, uh, you know, a few people didn't show up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And so we could still f- sit everybody. So um, that's that's if I could give anybody any advice for sure, never trust the venue to tell you what their yeah. capacity is. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, that, I mean, that's the big thing. That's you're, you're absolutely right. You want to make sure that um, you're not uh, not too close. You're not too not too far away. Um, and and the big thing with with venues too, or, or depending on on where they're at. 
um, is you want to make sure that everybody's facing the stage, right? We've had a, a couple of, of situations where, um, you know, we've wanted to partner with somebody and the only space they have available is these, these booths that where it's like, you can't, yeah. you know, half, half the people aren't going to be able to see the stage. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not going to work. So we're very particular about who we partner with. Mm-hmm. We, we always check out the space, make sure it's a good space. Um, one thing that we always do as well, we, um, we, uh, we actually check Google reviews of, of our different oh. partners before we, we yeah. sign up with them because we, we want to know that they've got a good reputation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want we don't want to be partnering with with people. I mean, this is, a, a again, a, a mistake we learned early on where we partnered with someone to do a, an open mic. Um, and uh, unfortunately, we just we just didn't do our due diligence, and that's I, I take full responsibility on that. Um, and it just ended up not being a good partnership, and, and uh, things came out down the road about how they – uh, they treated their patronage and, and things of that nature. Then we learned our lesson, mm-hmm. uh, thankfully, early on, that we make sure that we, we always do a quality check on any partner that we work with to make sure that they've got a good reputation in the community as well. Right. Now, of the partners that you're working with now and the ones that you're working on getting on board, do you have any content requirements? or Does anybody want you to be TV clean or PG-13 or anything like that? It depends on the venue. Um 99 times out of 100, I'd, I'd say no. Um, we, we do give them that, that option to say, hey, listen, you, you know, we're, we're going to put on this the, the advertisements. This is 18 plus. But mm. also, you, you know, we, we don't want to overstep our bonds. And, and you know, we make sure that we're, we're – um, if we're – we make sure that we understand who our venue partners are and, and what – uh, what their clientele is like. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if it's like, we've got a, a, um, a show that we do at a, a local uh, indoor dog park here. Now, mm-hmm. right? And it's a, it's a great venue and I, I love working with them, but y- you know what? I'm never going to, I'm never going to put somebody on there uh, like myself who, who <laughs> uh, t- tends to do pretty X-rated uh, material, yeah. you, you know, um, because that's just not their clientele. Right. Uh, you know, can we can we get away with with swearing and and some some more R-rated type stuff? Of course we can. We we know that we're making sure that we're booking quality people. So even if they do touch on those more sensitive uh, subjects and topics, that they do it in a way that's funny and that's done well. Mm-hmm. But we we you know we're not going to book you know shock jocks and and more X-rated type of comics there. Right. Uh, whereas uh, you know some of our our other uh, partners, we know we might be able to to do that with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's about really knowing the, knowing the venues and knowing their clientele. Mm-hmm. If you got into a situation, say, um, you know, a, a mega church came up to you and, and said, Hey, we sure. want you to, um, do a show of Sunday nights for our, um, I don't know, the, the, the boomer, the sure. boomer Bible study or whatever. And, uh, I mean, would, would that be something that you would take on or, um, would you I mean, have to make sure you had the, um, talent to fit that type of an audience? I mean, money's money, man. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh no, ab- absolutely. Um, we, we have people that can work, uh, you know, church clean. We have people uh-huh. that can work, uh, you know, blue collar crowds. We have, uh, people that can work, uh, anywhere in between. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, so, and we, we pride ourselves on that right now is, is clean comedy our, our specialty? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do have that ability to do that if we need to do so. Mm-hmm. I, I just wondered because I'm seeing, you know, I've got a lot of friends that are, um, I mean, they're almost exclusively 
you know, church comedians and, right. and, uh, it's a big business. I, I, I didn't know, you know, how many of those shows went on, but a lot of them go on. There is good money in churches. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate to say it like that, yeah. but, um, but yeah, there's, yes, the, 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 um, church clean comedy is, is a, is a good business to get into. Again, it's, it's not necessarily where, where our, um, area of expertise is, but we, we have the ability to do it. It's, it's not necessarily our, our forte, mm-hmm. but, but, um, we have the, the, the comedians to do it. We have the production ability to be able to do it if needed. Mm-hmm. Do you have your own like PA equipment and stuff like that? Yep. We, we have all of our, our own, um, sound systems. We have our own lighting systems. We have, we have all cool. of our own production equipment. Mm-hmm. And that was the, the other thing that we've uh, tried to focus on as, as well is because there are, a lot of times when you go to a bar show, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, sometimes it can be somebody who just books it and, and, and the producer's not, or the booker's not even there, mm-hmm. you, you know, um, uh, there I've been to bar shows where, you know, the booker sends you to a, a show and, um, you, you know, you're the feature and there's a headliner, but nobody booked the host, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, okay, let's, we'll get this, we'll get this figured out. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, so that we, we pride ourselves on being different in that sense and that we are not just a booking company, but we're a full production service. Right. Um, so we, we, again, exactly. We have all of our own uh, audio equipment, all of our own, uh, you know, lighting equipment, everything in between. That's, that's great. You, you mentioned that the start that you're actually at a point now where your uh, people are approaching you to right. get on shows. And I know that that means submission tapes. And I was, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to see what kind of things you're seeing out there. We're, we're not going to talk names or even sure. locations, but are, are you, are you seeing, still seeing delusional people who think that uh, they got 15 minutes when they don't? Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> what, one of the things that, that we, we try to focus on now, we don't, we don't do this for every comic and, and it depends. It, it is a, a situation, uh, situation by situation uh, basis, but, for the most part, if, if uh, we've never seen you before, if we don't know your name, um, before we put you on a show, we do have a couple of, in addition to our paid shows, we do have a couple of open mics that we run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we, we use our open mics as almost kind of like, uh, for lack of a better term, almost, almost like an audition. Mm-hmm. So, hey, come come do the, this open mic, do five minutes, seven minutes, whatever the case may be. And if if you do well, then yes, we're gonna we can we can get you on a, a show. But I I I try to if I can avoid taking just submission tapes mm-hmm. because uh, they can be doctored, they can be edited, they can be you know all sorts of things. I, I want to see what you're like in, in in real life. Right, right. Yeah. That, that being said, if you want to submit, I uh, just <laughs> just email us uh, connect at demandedpeach.com uh, or you can uh, visit us at demandedpeach.com slash four comics to uh, submit for our open mics great great and uh get the- i'll put that in the show notes to make make it make it really easy for them um so your business model is such that i feel like this could almost be franchisable so that you could uh you could almost uh boilerplate a lot of the things that you've already worked hard to get standardized and put that into another city have you thought about doing anything like that are you getting ahead of me 
Um, we we have always said that as we continue to expand, we do not want to expand up. We want to expand out. So in mm-hmm. other words, we don't we don't want to get to the point where we're uh, you know we're booking big name headliners, where we're booking you know we're, we're functioning as a club essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to expand out. So yes, absolutely, we have thought about uh, expansion opportunities. That is something that we are are working on. Um, I can't say too much about that right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, just just to be to be yeah. fair uh but um that is something that we have have put a lot of thought and, and effort into and it's something that um uh we will be hopefully announcing in the next uh, next year or so that's great and and the reason the reason why i said that is because i like the you know i've been in business a long time so the way sure. you conducted it as a business was it, it was the right it was the right way to put it together just like gosh i don't know um like a McDonald's franchise. So you've got all the, all the pieces and parts put together that have made you successful at what you're doing. And it sounds like it's fairly easy to replicate and you could just take it. I mean, you got to have good people The you know, you would want to vet your uh, potential franchisee pretty hard, but yeah, it's uh, it seems like the, your business model is something that can be replicated. And the other thing I'm seeing is, you know, a lot of these comedy clubs that shut down during uh, COVID or for whatever reason they shut down, there's not as many popping back up. And uh, so that means bar comedy is going to be back to the more norm so which was the case in the early 80s before all the comedy clubs popped up right no it's it's definitely on on the rise um and and so we're we're definitely hoping to take advantage of that and and yeah we've we are are looking at expansion opportunities and exactly what that would what that would look like um but i i, I can't really speak too much uh, to that as of current, mm-hmm. I gotta no, keep, gotta keep those cards close. Yeah, to I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, and um, I'm I'm just I'm just glad that you put it together in a, a fashion that you could do that. Just the potential is there. So as far as the way you've put everything together and what you've got going now, you know, I know you brought talent with you. you you've got like Carl and uh, uh, David and, and, and folks like that with you that are helping. But did you have anybody that like mentored you on how to get all of this and put it together? Or did you just figure it all out on your own? We, we uh, again, a lot of it, we, we figured out on our own. Again, a very, very uh, grateful, very lucky to have my fiance, who's, again, got about 10 years of event experience and event planning experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was very uh, instrumental in, in making sure that we kind of, uh, you know, she, in terms of the event process, you know, getting that, getting that um, structured right. Um, and, excuse me, other, other than that, I mean, in terms of uh, just making sure we were booking right, making sure that we were getting the right people, it was, it was all very much trial and error. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were very, very lucky that, that uh, we had a lot more trial than we did error. Mm-hmm. What's the best compliment you guys have gotten? Uh, I mean, I think one of the best ones that we've gotten so far is, is you telling us that we're franchisable. I mean, I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, From somebody you've worked with. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just we get we get compliments all the time, not only from from comics but from from uh, from patrons as as well. And and I, I think one one of the things that is is uh, we're very grateful for is that you know 
truth be told, and I, I, I do not mean this to sound uh, arrogant or you know in my head or anything of that nature, but there aren't a lot of uh, companies that do exactly what we what we do, mm-hmm. and so to be able to give those opportunities to comics. Um, you know, I, we've, again, we've got people knocking down our, our door, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to, to do that. And so, um, yes, I, we've, we've had, uh, certainly people come up to us and tell us how much they enjoyed a show or how much they enjoyed performing and, um, you know, and, and appreciated the work that we do. Um, but to me, the, the, the best compliment that, that we could possibly receive is, is the fact that we are continuing to, to grow and succeed and that we're getting interest, new interest from, from performers, from, uh, from uh, patrons and 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 uh, you know getting new interest from from venue partners as well that that see what we're doing mm-hmm. and and want want to participate. So. Right now, comedians come and go. You, you, pe- people just quit comedy. You, you may know this, um, right? <laughs> and, and, and a lot of times it's the people you wish wouldn't quit. Uh, right. Meanwhile, the ones that you wish would stick around um but uh man i'm an asshole today but yeah uh, but what are you saying scott but um (laughs) one of the reasons they quit is because they get past that open mic stage and they are good enough they got a good 20 they got a good 30 and they are driving two hours to do a showcase that they get 20 bucks and two drink tickets and it's just it it just wears them down to the point where they don't want to do it do you do you think you've maybe saved some people from uh, from quitting uh just because (laughs) just because you know the the, their options were not good well i mean i i i don't know if that's the case i I mean if if so i'd be very grateful to 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 know that um Uh you know i i think um, whatever we can do to, to make the, the comics lives and their performance ability better and more comfortable and safer and, um, and better paid. I mean, mm-hmm. again, we're, we're a comedian focused company, right? The comics come first mm-hmm. and, and if the comics come first, it, it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's not a traditional employer employee relationship, but it, truthfully, any good company if you're focusing on your employees first your customers are going to be more satisfied mm-hmm. you, your your clients are going to be happier and so it's i mean it's for for us as long as we can continue to focus on the comedians mm-hmm. we know we're going to continue to have success mm-hmm. that's great i want to get back to you because we talked about you starting the stand-up comedy thing in 2018 what was it that propelled you to start doing stand-up um, I mean, I was, you know, 30, 31, whatever I was, I was, uh, broke and lonely mm-hmm. and had not, <laughs> you know, the, the, the <laughs> standard, uh, you know, standard, uh, answer, I guess. Um, no, it was, um, I, I've, I've always been a writer, always enjoyed writing. I've, you know, I've, I've written for some, you know, different like comedy blogs and, and different things of, of that nature. Mm-hmm. Never, never performed. Um, but so I decided, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to try it, see what happens. Um, and uh, I went out my very first night, and I bombed like hell. <laughs> you know, it was a terrible night. And I, I remember um, the the guy that was booking the the open mic at the time um, reached out to me and said, "Hey, we're you know we're booking for the next month. Would you would you want to try it mm-hmm. again?" I said, "You know what." I'll give it one more shot. Uh, and 
if it goes well, great. I'll keep at it. And if it doesn't, I mean, Hey, I tried. Mm -hmm. So I spent the next month just again, writing like crazy, trying to find a, a good three to five minutes, something, anything that I could, that I, <laughs> that I, I thought could, could work. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and I, that second mic back, I, I did well. Um, you know, the, all, all five people in the audience seem to seem to enjoy it, you know? Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and, you know, I, I, so I, I started developing that as a five minutes and that's not a five minutes I use anymore, <laughs> you uh -huh. know, that, that from that first month. <laughs> uh, but, but it, it got my feet wet and, and allowed me to, to keep, uh, keep pushing forward. Uh, -huh. so, are, so are you, um, are you focused right now more on, are, are you focused at all on doing stand up? Are you focused on, uh, doing the production? I would love to get back into stand up if I had the time. Uh, -huh. uh you know, the, the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working 80 hours a week right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I, and I just, I, I don't, I don't have time for it. And that's fine. I, I love what I do. And I, uh -huh. I love this. I, I love to peach and it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm living my, my dream. Um, I just don't have time to actually get back in and perform. Yeah. I wondered, and, I wondered if you did, it, it, it seemed like you've got a lot on your plate. Every, every once in a while I'll get to uh, like, well, I'll tell you, we did a, we did a show in November. It was, we will never do this again. Uh, but we, we did a, a show the Saturday, Thanksgiving Saturday. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible idea for the record. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I think so far the only show that we haven't sold out was that, was that, yeah. uh, that show go figure. Right. Um, <laughs> and not, not only was it the, the Saturday, Thanksgiving Saturday, right. They have to black Friday and all that, but the day of the show, when we normally would see a, an influx of tickets come in, we had a massive whiteout snowstorm. Oh, so you, you know, not only did we have trouble selling tickets for that show, we had about half of our comics not show up. And so I'm going, okay, we, you know, for the, for the, you know, 25, 30 people that we do have here, um, we're, we're going to put on a show We're mm. we're going to, we're going to do this, you, you know? Um, and we, we did. And I, I ended up doing some time then. So that I will do that every once in a while. If, if we have uh, too many drops or, and we can't find a replacement in time, you know, we've, I've had, one time somebody uh, messaged, we had an eight o'clock show and they messaged me at uh, seven fifteen. Hey, I'm not going to be able to make it tonight. Okay. Mm. Thanks. Thanks for the heads up, you know? Uh, <laughs> so, okay. You know, I guess, you know, and, and in a case like that, either I'll step in or, or oftentimes what we'll do is we'll say to the other comics, Hey, this per, you know, we've got four comics scheduled. One person who was supposed to do 15 minutes dropped. If the rest of you want, to do an extra five, you get their portion of the pay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, we go from there. So, right. um, so we have, we have options like that, but yeah, every once in a while I'll, I'll get back on stage just out of necessity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what's the best and worst pieces of advice, advice you've gotten since you uh, started doing stand up and started doing the production? Ooh, that's, that's a, a tough one. Um, probably the, the best and worst advice I've ever gotten is you should just quit. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's no, I mean, I mean, truthfully, it's, I, I, I can't, I've, I've had definitely people come up to me. Um, and, and again, I'm not going to name 
name names, uh, but I, I have had people come up to me, comics who have uh, maybe been in the scene a little bit longer, and hey, you know, maybe if you tried uh, X Y Z, you know, you could you could uh, you do. It. And it's like, okay, I mean, I I appreciate the advice, and I appreciate that you that you think you have knowledge that you can you can give me, but I'm mm-hmm. also sell, selling out every show that I'm doing. So right, right. I I appreciate it. I, I don't, I, you know, mm-hmm. um, but you know, and also you're not seeing anything that I, that I'm not seeing. And I, because again, I have that very, you know, analytical mind, very critical mind. Uh, so when, when things go wrong or things aren't exactly perfect, uh, you know, I, I see it immediately mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I, and I'm working to, to correct it. Um, in terms of, uh, comedy, um, you know, I, I think one of the, one of the best, pieces of advice I ever got. Uh, and th- this was honestly just a, a nervous, a nervous, uh, twitch for me is, is I, I somebody told me to, to quit cursing on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, again, I, I tend to have a, a pretty X rated act. Um, mm-hmm. and by removing at least some of the excessive, uh, F bombs and, and some of those things, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it allowed my my act to be more palatable uh, mm-hmm. to to people, um, and and so that I mean, not saying that that is advice for for everyone. I mean, there's nothing wrong with cursing. I, I curse like a sailor when I'm you know yeah. in, in most situations, yeah. Yeah. but um, but it, it it did allow my act to become more palatable, and, and so that that I think helped me help mm-hmm. push me to that that next point. Mm-hmm. And as far as, so you, you've seen some submissions and things like that, and you don't always ask for them. What would you, if somebody wanted to approach you as a producer to potentially be booked on a show, what is the best way to do it? And how often should they follow up on that uh, before they know that uh, they haven't been picked? (laughs) So, um, in, in in terms of submissions, I mean, if you if you send a cold submission, I will uh, at the very least try to get a, a response to you. Hey, thanks for the the submission. You know, we'll be in touch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't like to leave people on on red if I if I can help it. Um, however, what what we do is, um, and the best thing to do is to to sign up for our our email list mm-hmm. um, because um, number one for for open mics. Um, anytime we have we're scheduling an open mic, we we put out an, uh, a blast. If you're on that list, you'll you'll know when that's you'll be on the the list to be considered. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for for um, uh, paid shows, it's it's the same thing. We you know if if I see your act and I like what you do and I think you know I think you'd be a good fit for a particular show, I'm going to send you an email. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it's and and we we try to we try to to um, alleviate some of that stress so that it's not, you don't have to contact us. We'll contact you. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to worry about reaching out every, every month or every couple of weeks or whatever the case may be. And I don't mind if, if, if people do, you know, again, I, I try to take my time to interact with people as much as I can. Mm. Uh, not, not every time, obviously I, I get busy and, and can't unfortunately. Right. Um, but for the most part, you know, if, if I've, if I've seen you at an open mic or I've seen your clip and I think you're going to be a good fit for the show, I'll reach out to you and say, Hey, are you available X, Y, Z date? If mm-hmm. so, here's how much time I'd like you to do and what you're going to get paid. Um, and, and just streamline it. 
make it easy. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't want, I don't want you to have to worry about, about having to contact again every month or every couple of weeks, you know, that, cause that's more time that, that you don't need to spend on that, that kind of crap. Right. Let, let us handle it and let us worry about reaching out to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh good advice. Yeah. I, uh, I, and you know, with comedians, it's uh, right. Yeah, a lot of I, us I will, just, we just don't know how to act, you know. And, <laughs> right. And a lot of us haven't been in, you know, social situations. You know, some of us, right. you know, live in a basement. And, and <laughs> some, right. some of us are not very, much. not very socialized uh, <laughs> or civilized, um, <laughs> or tame. But no, it, or tame. Right. <laughs> I, I will say, not every producer works like that. So I, I, I you know, I take that take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. If you, if you want to get booked with Demanda Peach, that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Not every producer works like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, some people you may have to follow up with more and some people less. Yeah. It's just how we happen to do it. Mm-hmm. So the final question before we get into <laughs> plugging stuff, and I ask all, right. almost everybody this, um, what do you know now that you wish you would have known when you first started? And this can be either in comedy or production. I, I'll let you go either way. I was going to say, we only got 10 minutes left, Scott. I don't know if we have <laughs> enough, <laughs> enough time for, for that. Um, no, I, I think the, the, the big thing that I, I wish I had, I had known when I first started out in both comedy and production, actually, is learn how to trust your gut. Mm. Um, you know, I, when you when you have done everything that you can possibly do to make uh, to make your act a success or to make uh, a show a success or whatever the case may be, trust your your gut that it's going to be all right that it's going to be okay. Mm. Um, there were um, I, again I, I can't tell you especially starting out I can't tell you how many sleepless nights I've I've had where I'm 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 up at one or two o'clock in the morning, back up again at four o'clock in the morning and seven o'clock in the morning and refreshing the, the, the ticket page and how many people have bought tickets and <laughs> are we going to be able to, you know, and it's like, okay, you know, you've, you've been doing this for a minute now. You, you know that you're going to sell out. You always, you always do. Mm-hmm. Um, so why, why worry about it? You know, you've, you, you've got the formula down pat. Mm-hmm. Um, trust your gut, trust mm-hmm. yourself that it's going to be okay. Right. Um, so getting to socials and the email yes. list and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. first off, you're, you're looking for venues. You're looking for folks that want to put on a show and Always second, you're to, looking for yeah. comedians and third, you're looking for audience. So you, right. you, you, um, uh, have a lot of things to <laughs> juggle. So as far as, you know, the the website you know if people are watching right now there's a few people watching you can see dementedpeach.com and but how do people get um in touch with you as far as the socials and stuff sure uh so we're uh, at demented peach on facebook at demented peach comedy on instagram um we are dementedpeach.com if, if you go dementedpeach.com slash tickets for for any of our, our upcoming shows uh, mm-hmm. in the the west michigan area and more as we expand um <laughs> And then, uh, if you're a if you're a, a, a comic looking to, to start out, um, you can um, reach out to uh, you can email us connect at demandedpeach.com. You can also visit uh, demandedpeach.com/slash/for-comics uh, mm-hmm. and uh, sign up for our email list that way. Um, 
Carl Sobel is our, our director of, of, uh, of development. So he handles, he is, is one of those guys who, who again is, uh, handles a lot of the open mic stuff and, and kind of helps us, uh, get that pipeline filled mm-hmm. uh so you, also he you know, can't read so also he can't read um so uh you know I'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna try and flood his in- inbox but um <laughs> if, if you don't feel like uh you know reach out to any one of either one of those places uh himself or or uh, him or myself can you can reach out to us as well yeah um i understand his that, mom has to read his emails to him so. <laughs> right so you know if, if you can include a like a grammar guide when you sell yeah. uh, to him, that'd be great <laughs> um <laughs> david uh steves is our our um venue uh coordinator he's our our, our director of partnerships mm-hmm. um so if you are looking if you're in the west michigan area and looking for um for partnerships uh definitely send him an email david at demandedpeach.com uh you can also uh if you're looking outside of the west michigan area you can email david or myself uh, again just john j-o-n uh, at demandedpeach.com mm-hmm. And David can read, but he does the worst shotgun beer of anybody <laughs> in the world. Just... I mean, I, I will make sure that that uh, I will tell him that the next time I see him uh, virtually. Because uh, tell, t- tell, <laughs> tell him to listen to the fucking podcast, and he'll, he'll hear it. So. I'm not going to tell him in person. I don't yeah. want to get get the the shit beat out of me, but. Uh... <laughs> Let's see how many uh, how many Michigan comics can I just take off my uh, Facebook friend list and uh, <laughs> yeah no I I I I, re- I, I really I, I for some reason I was drawn to you guys and you know like Adam Adam Daigie and Stu McAllister yeah. and and folks like that you guys and right. um I don't remember Brian that puts on the uh, the Sunday show um. Uh, really like him too. It's just, right, Brian B. Yeah, yeah. It's just a neat group of people, and and I'm uh, I, I've always thought the you know, and I know you know I don't live didn't live in Michigan, but you know I had the lake effect snow and had blizzards and everything else like that. So I know the you know uh, it's really nice to get out and perform comedy, but it's really really nice to actually get out and watch it when the snow melts. Right. Michigan as a whole, not just West Michigan, but Michigan, including the Lansing scene, the the Detroit scene, even the Traverse City scene up way up north. Um, it's, uh, you know, like like any comedy scene, you're gonna have a little bit of infighting and and you know a little bit of bickering here and there. I mean, it's not fun if you don't have that, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But um, but for the most part, it's it's a very uh, welcoming scene. It's very, um, you know, if if I mean, there, there are going to be people. You're going to have to pay your dues before you're truly welcomed in. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just kind of the way it is in any scene. Um, but, but if you stick around and 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 you work on yourself and you you put the work in, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's there's not too many scenes I'd I, I'd rather be a, a part of. Right, you know, right, truthfully. yeah. That's really cool. I I'm sorry. I had one more question pop up. Yeah. And uh, if somebody wanted to do something like what you're doing, if they right. say they're in uh, Dubuque, Iowa or something like that. Sure. And they want to, they want to do a similar thing. What are the three most important things that they should keep in mind when they're doing this that wouldn't be evident, uh, like getting good comics and stuff like that? Right. You know, what are the, what are the, the three things that are kind of below the surface that would be important for them to know? What are my trade secrets? Is that is that what you're asking for? Yeah, you got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, no, I, uh, I think that tr- truthfully, the, the big thing is, um, you know, again, focus on your comics first. Mm-hmm. That's that, that is the, the biggest thing. Um, focus on your comics, uh, because if you take care of them, they're going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, uh, work, work with venues that are, that are willing to support you, not venues that are, um, just doing it because uh screw it it's another thing to do on a friday or saturday night mm-hmm. you know um you want venue partners that are are truly partners and who are invested in in the success of the show with you mm-hmm. um and honestly just have fun you know again trust yourself trust trust that you know what you're doing and and um and put put the work in mm-hmm. work work hard and play hard right right well, great. Thanks so much for being on the show. I learned a lot and, you know, I, I respect what you're doing. Absolutely. I think it's really cool. Well, hey, th- thanks for having me, Scott. I've had an absolute blast. Yeah, thanks.